Hello, and welcome to The Adventure Continues, where members of Big Bad Evil Guys TTRPG sit down to discuss the current actual play campaign taking place on our streaming channel, uh, the one currently going on being Welcome to Grace Dan. Uh, and we also talk about what's going on in the TTRPG scene. Uh, I am JT, your host and the DM of these creatures. <laughs> and I am joined by co-host Sora and our guest member, Luna. Hi. Hi. How are you today? You, you know, uh, I'm here. You said creatures. I, I had to add to that. I, I couldn't just come in normally with that. I mean, I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Normal's the last thing I expected, but that makes sense. Uh, I accept this. Well, yeah. we've, um, <laughs> we can just, no, you know what? Hold on. Uh, is there anything that we need to mention before we get started, Trish? I know um, there's one announcement we're going to save until the end. Yeah. Uh, or one mention, but what was the other? Is there anything we can pop in right now? Um. Yep, probably. Uh, I would say the um the the uh pride shirts. Um, you know, it's definitely something that uh, you know, we're trying to raise money for the Trevor Project. We have a goal of about twenty five shirts, I think, right? Um, uh, and that's yeah. on Bonfire. Um, I'm sure we could post that in the description. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any of the links that we mentioned here today, we will uh, do our best to remember to put them in the description. We'll include yeah. the bonfire one as well. I thought that's what we were saving until the end. Was I, it? I, I suppose we could just put the link in the description, and it completely <laughs> it really, it takes away the point. So we could also cut that all out. I'm not putting that much effort into this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or we could start over because I suck. No, 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 no. Yeah, no just gotta hit the problem. rewind button, like, and yes. go again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the hell that we just spawned the last two sessions. <sighs> well, clearly, if you're here listening to this, you already know that we're available on uh, a podcast format. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Uh, as well as Amazon Music. Um, so that's how you're listening to us right now. We also post our live uh, sessions here, uh, the audio portion, uh, which takes place at twitch.tv slash B-B-E-G-T-T-R-P-G every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But yeah, so the last two sessions, holy shit. Oh, so much. <laughs> I know that I'm the DM and I plan this stuff, but sometimes it gets away from me and it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't deny this. Um, yeah. So, so session four, I'll, I'll pull us back a bit here. Um, and I don't know if this has been brought up to you, Luna. I, I, will, I will mention it after we're done talking about them. Uh, but session four started with uh, Tim uh, at his family home 
finding his sister Talia, who had been missing the previous uh, evening, unsure of uh, where she was. She never came home from the Earth household. Um, you know, so that was like a a concern. Um, and that morning he was looking for her and couldn't find her. And then he eventually found her at family home, not at her own place. Um, and that's where we found out that she was attacked by Braylon. Uh, the person she was, the person she was seeing. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Pink's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pink oozes. Cause it wasn't just, it was, it was like coming out of his mouth at one point and stuff. Like, bleh. It was like a um that that was the pollen, the pink pollen. Yeah. Like it was like a think of it like a breath weapon. That's how I how I treated it. <laughs> yeah, and we had no tic tacs. Nope, nope. <laughs> you had no way of muzzling that boy. Which I'm surprised. Ooh. I don't know why, but I just had this thought in my head that they'll think to put a gag in his mouth. But <laughs> I don't need to invent duct tape. I don't think they put a gag in. You guys did that until you got him to the, the cell in the previous episode or session. Guess we just had to wait until we got him into a dungeon. Huh? Well, wasn't he? he... There it is. <laughs> That's why I was like, they'll know to put a gag in his mouth. Wasn't he right? Wasn't he like knocked out? Like we yeah, had him unconscious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. Um. So Talia was attacked by Braylon. Uh, from what Tim could tell, which if I recall, he he rolled pretty high. Um, he uh was able to discern that she hit her head essentially and yeah. knocked her out when Braylon jumped her. Um, so that's the that's how he got out. He was a little rough without permission. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is just like when we're sitting down to play. I just have to keep pausing to gather myself. All um, right. Um. Yeah. He was. He was pretty nasty all all around that episode. Yeah. 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 Uh. So after addressing that, uh, Tim did tell his family to keep a close eye on her because he did have some of the pink residue on her. It just what didn't appear to be in her airways, if you will. Like it wasn't in her nose. It was like just on her face, essentially. Yeah. So uh, a little less concerning, but you know, it's yet to be seen. Like I've like I've mentioned previously. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode of the adventure continues, but uh, you don't know if this thing is contracted by touch. Or by inhalation, or by uh, or orally, like <laughs> there's no definite, there's no definite <laughs> fact. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's plenty of experiments for that. I'm sure. Uh, JT, you should have known bringing both of us on here that this was going to happen. This is I, kind of your own fault. <laughs> yeah, I did this to myself. I'm a masochist. Um. <laughs> um so after. Dealing with that, which the family did keep her secluded and just paid, gave her attention and made sure she was okay. Um, everybody started at the at the Thomas household started getting ready for um, the envoy's arrival because uh, they were of the mind that they had arrived. 
to which you know not something that needs too much focus they're you know but i will remind everyone that Tallulah was making the presentation for Triple T Farms and uh, was talking about Ricky to Tim. No, nothing? Mm, Yes. (laughs) I ship it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's a ship, huh? Ship with sails and all? Tallulah was the one that Ricky had waved to, and uh, Tim kind of got up in his face. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we talked about that last episode, too, and it was just like, yeah. uh, (laughs) I think, uh, Sora, you said something like, oh, you have to make this happen. I uh yes, I would like to see them together so long as Ricky is not a scumbag, and then in which case we're gonna have to have a really long chat with Ricky. I mean, so far all you've seen is he's a bit stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know he, he you know what? No, he gives that impression. Oh, a hundred percent. He's yet to actually <laughs> do anything stupid. I think Not all little... of his building bricks are standing up on top of each other. They're yeah. right. Correct. <laughs> As as creator of Ricky, I have to say, like I, any NPC, like some things are left to figure out as we go, and I think because of the way Ricky presents himself uh, and how he talks to people, I feel like he's a little socially stunted. <laughs> like he's very obnoxious and in your face because he starts out annoying and people start to ignore him and he's like, well, maybe if I just get a little louder, they'll hear me. You know, so, <laughs> you know that sort uh, of thing. That reminds me of a TikTok I saw like the other day, and the person was like talking to them on the airplane, and then that person had their headphones in, and they, the other person who was trying to speak with them, literally took their fucking headphones out, like. And I was like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> if anybody ever took my headphones out, it would be on site. It's like that. Oh, you don't want to listen to me. I'm just going to be really loud and obnoxious. I hate that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a no cross line. That's a no. You don't do that. You don't pull headphones out. <laughs> you tap the shoulder. You're like, hey, trying Man. to talk to you. you don't yank those headphones out. <laughs> I think it's even worse if it's the little earbuds. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> it's on site. I'm sorry. If you take my headphones out. Like... And everything. <laughs> anyway. Um, from Triple T Farms, we stopped in on uh, Cassidy, uh, who is everybody's of the mind that she is infected. Uh. She's uh, been very exhausted the whole time. She's... Uh... <laughs> She's kind of been just dragging her feet. And I got to say, though, and I mean because she's tired, not because she's, like, being lazy. She's tired. Um, So due to failing her saving throw, she gained uh, a level of exhaustion. Um, And uh, exhaustion gives you disadvantage on your skill checks. I had to Google this because I've never been in this situation. Like, it's so very rare uh, that I've had a character exhausted to where I've had to adjust how I roll things. Um, and very seldom have I seen it happen because usually anytime I've been a player, the party's really good about 
resting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, fortunate for what happened in last night's session, which we'll get to in a little bit here, exhaustion doesn't affect your attack rolls. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Attack rolls are not considered skill checks, which I gotta say, I feel like that's incorrect. <laughs> like, I mean, am I wrong? Because you are effectively testing to see if you could hit someone if you are exhausted. Yeah, I mean, if you're exhausted, I, I that it would make sense that you would have a harder time hitting... You know, like I, when I get exhausted, I can't think straight for nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, I mean, like earlier, I was sitting here debating about licking feathers. So, it's, it's okay, just well, there's that. So, <laughs> three points of exhaustion requires players to roll with disadvantage on all attack rolls and saving throws. Okay, so but not just one uh, level. Yeah. Okay. See, never gotten that far. Mm. I, you know what? I just said that, but I feel like we reached a point in one of our games where a single player had like level five exhaustion. Jeez. I want to say it. (laughs) I know the listeners aren't going to know this name, but I feel like it was stone. You know, I believe that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like he had a lot of uh, like multiple levels of exhaustion on him from a single effect. Um, but yeah, okay, so level three, you have disadvantage attack rolls and mm-hmm. saving throws. So I guess it just kind of eases you into it instead of just dropping it on you all at once, which I, I suppose is um, understandable. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, you uh, know, because there are different levels of exhaustion as far as like real life goes. You can be kind of tired. You can be, oh, no, fuck all this tired. <laughs> <laughs> and then dead tired because you're dying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's six levels of exhaustion. You die. That is okay. Yeah. So, like, five levels of exhaustion <laughs> is like put caffeine in a syringe and shoot that sucker up my mm-hmm. veins. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need it. <laughs> um, Three million five-hour energies, so you never have to fall asleep again. <laughs> And uh, but as as she woke up, we did get to uh, see some of that slice of life stuff that we enjoy so much. Is um, she kind of had a, a a talk with her father, who we hadn't seen yet, um, which I I enjoy that character. I I don't know if I'm biased or what. I I say that about pretty much all the NPCs. I, I don't think I've found one yet that I'm like, man, I really fucking hate being this NPC. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, happened yet, and now that it has, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that special NPC. <laughs> uh, You're gonna find that sweet spot. I mean, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> sure. Um, trying to remember what his name is. You hate him so much, you go back to it again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck, wouldn't it? Uh, Cassidy's father's name is um, Alun. Uh, yeah, his name was not said, but A L U N Alun is his name. Um, yeah, he's he's one of the village miners, uh, which is something that uh, that's a whole group of people you haven't even met yet. Which I that is a group I'm excited for you guys to meet. Yeah, uh, and they yeah. are involved with the mine, and the hot spring. 
Ooh. Because oh. the the mouth to the mine uh, is right alongside the hot spring. So it's all connected. Um, and I believe I stated as well in a past session, or maybe it was on here I said it, uh, her parents have their Genasi traits because of the creation of the hot spring. The hot spring was the result of a uh, elemental catal catalyst or cataclysm sort of thing. Cataclysm is way too terrible of a word. Uh, <laughs> elemental flux. <laughs> so, because he's earth and she's water, so it kind of makes uh, Cataclysm just makes me think of... Um... Wow, expansion, so I was like, yeah. okay, so everything's on fire, I understand. <laughs> well, it is a hot spring. Something, yeah, yeah. something is very hot somewhere that's warming that water. The question is mm. what? Oh, no. Yeah, there's actually <laughs> Everyone a volcano. that gets in it. There's a volcano yeah. under the city, or the village. Something's <laughs> under there. I oh, mean, you know, that's, no. how hot, that's how hot springs work. That's how hot springs work. I, there's, you yeah. know, there's some sort of, uh, you know, th um, We don't know that. There's some yeah. sort of geothermal activity going on beneath a hot spring in order to make it warm. Right. Um, Mother Nature opens up the hole and then something goes on underneath of it to make it go. Like, and then you get a hot spring. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't say she's wrong. God. I cannot say she's wrong. She is right. Um, unless you're in, and I know we're not in this world, unless you're in Neverwinter, which, by the way, it's called Neverwinter because it never snows there. Even if it snows around it, the city itself does not. And the canal that runs through the city is, if I remember correctly, is always warm because there are fire elementals that live beneath it. Oh. Yeah. Interesting, right? Hmm. Love that. Uh, Little like fire the... babies all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they don't got to be babies. Elementals can <laughs> get pretty big. Um. Well, you know, I'm imagining there's a couple of big ones and then a bunch of little ones being like, and then just like running around because fire. Oh, that's a peak. <laughs> that's, a, that's a peak in the Luna's head. <laughs> Could have been a lot worse. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we so we got to see that nice little uh, peek into her relationship with her dad. Um to which they, she did eventually depart. Uh, the father went to go for a walk and said, uh, the envoys are here. You should probably get up, even though you weren't going to. Uh, and everybody just kind of eventually converged in the, um, at the head of the village, we'll say, because uh, it's not the center, um, to witness uh, the arrival of uh, the envoys, which had happened in the previous session. They, they did their reveal. Oh, um, those motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you say those motherfuckers, but only one of them has been a... Well, he hasn't been a motherfucker. That one's... Yeah, that one's here, gone. Yeah, 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 that one already that happened. One. Yeah, that that one, one came and left. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, anyway. Um, <laughs> Still don't know how many times... Well, Good lord. That's yeah, that's yeah, no. Um so that went well though, except for poor Hadrian. Uh the the envoys had everybody one at a time come up with their offerings to present to them. 
I basically had a series of roles for the uh, NPCs that I was doing. And because it's their craft, it's their trade, it's what they do, I gave each of them a plus five modifier. Oh. Uh, you know, so they kind of had things in their favor until I, except for Hadrian, because I had him rolling at disadvantage because if you guys recall uh, in the previous session, uh, he it was brought up by Rowena, um, or is it Rowena? Am I Rowena? It up? It's Rowena. Rowena. It was brought up. I'm sorry. It was brought Mommy. up by Rowena. <laughs> yes, uh, that Hadrian is a nervous wreck because he messed up and he's got to start a new piece. So all of his rolls were at disadvantage. I think he rolled two nat ones. Oh, yikes! Yeah, poor yeah. Hadrian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he either did that or he just he just failed miserably. Um, nothing was saving his rolls basically, which is why he had yeah. an incomplete product. And if you were to base all of this off points, he got no points. <laughs> they didn't even take it. Which I was no. like, oh shit. Yeah, I didn't even take it. Yeah, he was, hey, you know what? I gotta say, at least he was nice about it. Yeah. He wasn't like, what the fuck is this? He just kind of nodded and was like, all right, you could go back now. Mm -hmm. uh, Triple T Farms showed off their produce, which uh, average success. Uh, I will give my generic v verbal uh, ratings. Um, Immensity Peaks showed off their things, which Cassidy had a hand in. Um, basically, I was I, I was basing that success off of how high she was rolling and how many she got done. Because she did have a goal of, like, eight. Yeah. And she only got five done, but on a couple of them, she rolled really high. So uh, it was kind of like, all right, well, you know. Five out of eight. Good. Five out of eight, still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Fear yeah. was a little too infatuated with the daggers, in my opinion, but, you know. Mm, you caught that, did you? Good. Yeah. Quite spoopy. Rissa was probably on the sidelines drooling, to be fair, so, you know. <laughs> I think out of all of the envoys, uh, Fear is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I just immediately had a vision for one of these envoys and it, it turned out to be her. I just, I really enjoy that harsh contrast of the, um, that, that like just almost deathly white skin, like almost hate, like paper white. And then the black horns, the black eyes, the dress. But of course, the dress, like, dressed to impress. Mm -hmm. You know, the slit that goes all the way up the sides of each leg, uh, the halter top, um, you know, the whole thing. Like, she's, um, oh, what's the, what's the reference I'm thinking of? She got to be a little glamorous. <laughs> She's, she's, oh well, yeah. Uh, she's got a Black Widow thing going on. Yeah, she's a uh, she's hot as hell. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to. Uh, I just I'm looking at her description as I'm talking about her, and I got to the end where I just 
this is something that I, I, as a DM, I mean, you know, obviously I don't know what every story is I'm going to tell, but when describing <laughs> tieflings, there's so, well, when I say tieflings, the concept of tieflings, because tieflings don't exactly exist in this world, uh, or that name is not used, it's a different name, we'll say. Um, but when describing them, like, there's so many different factors. They could have wings. They could have inverted knees. They could have cloven hooves. They could have sharp teeth. Like, there's so many descriptors. And a lot of the ones I just listed are very easy to describe, just plain and simple. But to describe what kind of tail they have, like, I had to stop and think about it. Because <laughs> each of them have a, I believe each of them have a different shaped tail, if I remember correctly. Um, and with hers, it was like a lizard tail. It was like the best way I could think to describe it. Like, there's no uh, outstanding features. If anything, it's just sleek and tapered, you know, and that's it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I just got an idea, and you can cut this out of the podcast, but what if we call Tieflins and Gatias daemons? Did you like, say, oh, daemons? Daemons. Okay. Uh, I... I no, let, let's hear your rationalization. I I, uh, <laughs> I want to know where the thought process is here. Uh, close to the word in Latin for demon. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, we could probably add something else to it, but like, uh, it's huh. demonium is demon, but you in know, Latin. just cutting it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, you know what? That's actually um, that's. That's something we'll have to think about. I mean, uh, honestly, I think it's it's a group decision. Uh, because yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This is well, yeah, no, no. I like I like your idea though. Please, uh, you know, that's interesting. Uh, I'd like to see what the others think of that too. You know, and I, I say this is a group description as an explanation to those listening. Like, I've designed a lot of this world, but there's some things that have been left unpolished. I guess you would say, but. In a way, it was for the sake of allowing the people that play in this world in our, um, our, what would you call this? I just lost the word. Um, canon campaigns, the opportunity to name some of these individuals or just create history, essentially. Decide just how something happens. Um, so offering is... a bit of a blank canvas, offering a bit of a blank canvas mm -hmm. to like the players too. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, uh, I absolutely am. Uh, you know, obviously, um, pass it around, but because yeah. I definitely want to hear what everyone else says. It was just a random thought all of a sudden because I was like, wait, what's the word for demon in Latin? And I was like, oh, demon. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a really good question, and it's a good route to go because a lot of the stuff that I've named, I've taken from two places either um nordic words um not a current language but like old old uh yeah, nordic. Yeah. and then latin is the other one uh the calendar the days of the week it's all inspired by latin words same with uh same with the zodiac actually <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. i noticed that <laughs> yeah and, you know that that's yes that's uh something that uh we'll have to touch on one of these days i i love that zodiac it's very well put. um so 
yeah, the envoys took everybody in though to view their products. MSC Peak Smithy Fear. We we kind of went on a tangent there. Fear enjoyed the daggers and uh, took them for herself. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas T's and Tinctures uh, stepped forward. That's uh, Tim's sister uh, Talia's business, which is a new one that has that was not there ten years ago when they had previously visited. Uh, as well as um, Serenity Sanctuary, who came after them. Uh, all. All successes, like all of these uh, presentations. Um, I, I th- and I think out of all of them, uh, R- Rena's contribution withstanding. <laughs> I, I think, which we'll get to in a second. I think that the Serenity Sanctuary's addition or contribution was the most impactful, whether they noticed it at the time or not. Oh, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. That's what I have to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. That was uh, exciting. And then, uh, after You and your secrets! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After all of the expected individuals uh, gave their contribution to the judgment or raiding of the village that is done by the envoys every 10 years, they called for any additional contributions. (laughs) You want to just say what you did? Please uh, do, sister dear. <laughs> uh, but of course. Um, yeah, so I stepped forward um, and asked ever so politely in Infernal, um, you know, that I don't have anything to offer, but I have a question. Um, we asked about dear old papa. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was actually promoted or in the ground. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, Callous. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just trying to word this without oh. making myself look like the bad guy in this situation. Oh, oh I apologize. That <laughs> does okay. take some effort. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Um, And basically was given the answer of, I don't care if he's dead or alive. And Tarana didn't like that. And then may have accidentally kind of on purpose thrown yeah, mm-hmm. fish that were day old on the ground at their feet. Well, at least they were only a day old. Cause yeah, they couldn't have been that smelly. They, uh, mm, <laughs> I, I we're not going to get into to that, but um, <laughs> regardless, I think it's safe to say that that's an insult. Yeah, uh, th- there's a whole lot worse that she could have done with fish to them. I'm just gonna, you know, like, I yeah. could have actually slapped yeah. them like I was talking with Lenar yeah. about doing that previous session. Yeah, so. I'm glad that it devolved from dropping fish at their feet from slapping them with rotten fish because <laughs> ah, stinky fish have, oil bath. It may <laughs> have ended a lot worse than it did. I mean, you got off pretty easy, all said and done. As he yeah. uh, grabbed Rena by the throat and lifted her up off the ground mm. and told her she's a stain, pretty much, her and her sister, and yep. uh, threw you to the ground. You took no damage. I was shocked. I was being <laughs> nice. 
Yep. I, I was prepared. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't... he. You weren't that far off the ground. Yeah. Um, and uh, and with that, he departed. And uh, I got I gotta say, I wrote this down, and when it happened, I was really uh, I just I liked the moment. I visualized the moment as it happened. Uh, you know, Rarissa runs over to Rena. Uh, the other two envoys step forward, uh, piety and fear, and not really acknowledging either of you. But when Cassidy comes over and stands in between, uh you two and the envoys i mean the envoys were not um presenting violence or threatening being threatening but i thought it was this is definitely a moment mm-hmm. because you gotta think about how cassidy is too uh she um she is for the village very much for the village on her days off, she volunteers and walks around town and helps anybody with whatever she can. Like, she's always at the disposal of the people around her. Um, and I feel like, in my head, it's within the interest of the village for the envoys to be happy. Uh, and I, you know, like, that's kind of, that's kind of how press even expressed it in a in last night's session um you know that it's it's for the be- the betterment of the village that they be in our good graces uh and but despite that um cassidy stood between you anyway which is a, a show of defiance mm-hmm. uh in my eyes uh but really cool too because very powerful uh, moment very powerful yes. moment. <laughs> yeah, which is really cool because in the past couple episodes, uh, and there's another moment that we'll we'll talk about when we get to last night's session, a little moment that Rena had with Tim, where it just shows the characters becoming a cohesive group, whether it's emotionally or as a as a, a team. Uh, you know, like they're they're starting to express care for one another and mm-hmm. and let it be known so uh i thought that was a pretty awesome moment that that's something i'd like to see illustrated yeah and um, uh tim and Ulrich uh, stepped forward as well they did yeah they um, after she mm-hmm. stepped up mm-hmm. they flanked her yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a, it was a good group moment it was a good group moment yeah um, those are the best I definitely love that visualization, like you said as well. I was like, ah, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about it off, um, obviously off podcast, but I would love to see it illustrated from like, you know, the envoys are up front. You just see fear and piety, just kind of like darkened figures. And then you really see like, you know, Cassidy, Ulrich, everybody, and then Rena and Rousseau on the ground or whatever. So, I, uh, yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one yeah. day. <laughs> Yeah, because Rarissa's, I I can just picture like a Rarissa over there holding Rena and like yeah. upset, mm. but also has that quiet boiling rage deep down <laughs> inside of her <laughs> <laughs> that they were both feeling. They were having that twin moment of shared emotion. Oh, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, after that display, um, Piety and Fear did did say to Cassidy like. You know, we're not going to do anything like 
you can back off. And I don't think she did either. I can't remember though. Um, um, no, I think she stood her ground. Yeah. Yeah. She, she stayed exactly where she was. Yeah. And so did the, I, so did the other two. They, they yeah. stayed where they were too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for um, sure. They, they presented, they presented a wall for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and from there, I, uh, if I recall correctly, um, that's when Rena stormed off. Understandably. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be alone and everyone followed her, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be alone, but we want to follow you. <laughs> I'm sure you uh, were giving Ulrich anxiety the entire time. Oh, gonna- 100%. Gonna <laughs> walk away from this. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ulrich. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I feel like he's becoming the parent of the group, whether he knows it or not. Like he's he's going to get to that point. <laughs> he has a lot of responsibility, being you know a ranger and and being the only one that can take these fuckheads out into the forest. <laughs> yeah, these fuckheads who go out into the forest without him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? No. <clears throat> no. Yeah. No. Soon. Yeah. Let's wait until I get an opportunity to go to the hot spring. Mm. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I think you got a lot of shit to figure out before you can relax, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. But eventually they did leave you alone. They had some more conversation between the three of them, Cassidy, Ulrich, and Tim. Uh, Just trying to figure out everything, I think, involving the envoys specifically and how they're going to navigate around all this going on uh to which they did eventually retreat to the tavern uh to play bloody knuckles and drink <laughs> free drinks from uh rena and rarissa's mom rowena i i would like to interject one of my favorite lines that was said by cassidy um was i don't I, i'm probably going to quote it a little bit wrong but i know it was something along the lines of i don't know who was in the wrong but i know who struck first yes yes yes, yes. that was beautiful yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that I think you I think you hit it word for word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was that was a good line. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was that bitch with the fish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 kidding. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's not who Cassidy meant. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> As we said, you did not give him an oily fish bath with the bitch slap. So, you know, it's good. (laughs) You know, I technically didn't even touch them. I said I threw the fish at their feet, you know. So it was a a bit of an overreaction on Callus's part. (laughs) I would say that reaction gauges where he thinks he stands in power over you. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes people can become so powerful they feel they're above even the tallest of people, I suppose Mm -hmm. you would say. So it could be a measurement of that. (laughs) It could be a measure of his dick, too. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to put an M rating on this show. (laughs) I I think it's already there, so don't worry. Okay, good. Um, If there was even an option for it. Uh, so, um, anyway, they went to go drink for a bit. Rarissa went to go stab some pillars outside the apiary, mm. uh, where she met up, or where Anthea found her, because Anthea was inside doing apiary <laughs> things. 
Everyone should remember this moment. Rivisa takes out her anger on wood. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Where's <laughs> Uh, you asked uh, for this I, you don't gotta keep reminding me yes i, I do <laughs> um so uh but yeah and that was that was another moment we got to see anthea and rarissa interact for a bit even though it was a little tense it wasn't like their their little evening at the tavern and uh i think it was in session one uh but um it's it's nice. I like I like Rarissa and Anthea. They when they interact, it's it's pretty adorable. Mm-hmm. It's it really feels like they uh, lean on each other emotionally. Like they they. they uh... She's another sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is kind of the feeling <laughs> that that's there. Um, but while you were with her, you decided to kill some time and work on the bee boxes, and you found that they were... Ah! Uh, oh! Pink! <laughs> <laughs> They're full of pink pollen, which is what uh. you've been finding on Braylon. It's found on Talia. It was spewed in your face out of Braylon's mouth when he took on that feral uh, form. God, I'm... Unlike the real world, where we're in a pink shortage right now. <laughs> That's because of the Barbie movie. Okay. Exactly. Well, it's infecting the beehive. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the flowers have been in the village for a couple months now. Oh, God. He's pink stuff right? everywhere. It's pink stuff everywhere. Pollen in the beehives everywhere. Just everywhere. It's bad. It's not the honey, good. The mead. Yeah. And the candles, candles. Everything. Dye. And that's where that session <sighs> ended was with you, Rarissa, having the realization the tainted honey's in the mead. The honey and the mead are in the tavern. The village is in danger. And uh, Anthea pointing out that my freaking feathers are made out of the same dye. Yeah. There pink are no flamingos dye. in this part, portion of the world. So I could think of no other place you got pink mm. feathers other than dyeing them yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. And, I, I, and, and that whole thought process spiraled too, moving into the next session because um, you, you guys realized that you gave the uh, envoys, honey, candles, mm-hmm. flower mm-hmm. crowns. Ooh, like... everything wrong. Everything. Uh-huh. Everything wrong. Now, Here, I'm... do you want a plague? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what we did. <laughs> now, since, uh, so that was it for that session. And since session five was just last night, and the following evening we are recording this. I haven't had a chance to take down notes, step-by-step notes for this. So I kind of need your help as we look into session five and what happened therein. Um, where did we start yesterday? Um, yesterday we started with Renrissa. Wow. Renrissa and Anthea checking the beehives and cleaning out the flowers. and. Right. Um, yeah. That's I think that discovered... was when, yeah, yeah. I think that was when um, they made. I don't know if that was actually last session. I have it here that says "kept one flower alive." 
Uh, it was during session four that you kept one flower alive, but okay. tonight's session is when you handed it off to Ulrich uh, right. for proof uh, because of the pink stamen uh, on the flower where the pollen comes from. Um, right, right. Yeah, you, uh, you checked all the boxes in last night's session, and that's when you yeah. realized they're all infected and the bees are stinging you oh you caught you, you yeah caught. caught three of them three right yeah. natural yep. yeah natural mm. 20 sleight of hand <laughs> caught them before they could sting you uh as they're, they're showing some aggression i um, really really thought about giving those specific three uh bee names like uh bonko buzzbing and barry um <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'll admit that. Um, oh that was going through my mind at one point. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, uh, did 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 catch three bees? You did three bees. Um, yeah, you know what? I think I think the chaos started right at the get go. You split the party immediately. Yeah, because we were. I don't remember if it was. Session four or session five, but we we did the uh, we all kind of discussed what would be ideal to do. Yes. Um, it says and... uh, my my notes here say that the rest of the party went to go to the elders and the feast. Mm -hmm. Well, oh yes, that is true. Um, mm -hmm. so Rarissa uh, and Anthea stayed at the apiary. Everyone else went to go find the elders and. I don't know if it was intentional to find the envoys. I can't remember. Um, but the envoys, uh, I believe, were part of that search as well. Um, the initial search, um, no. We were looking for the leaders. Uh, Specifically, we, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because we went to go find Kras and Umir. Um, I think we kind of assumed that Valdine would have been at the temple wherever the envoys were, so we at least wanted to talk to the other two. Yeah, um, so the four of us went to Kras mm -hmm. and Umir, so... Yeah, you found them as you were entering the village. Yeah, they were pretty mm -hmm. easy to spot. But you were you were stopped by an NPC that we hadn't met yet. Uh, the mm -hmm. spiritual mm -hmm. leader, if you will, uh, for the uh, village of Greystand, Levana Tree Spark, uh, inserted herself between you and the rest of the party, um, uh, telling, asking what you're doing and haven't you done enough and. Lots of wonderful things. The second I... name to go on Rarissa's death note. <laughs> oh. I can't remember exactly what she has said, but I think it was something along the lines of like, oh, haven't it, uh, haven't you done enough to this village or something? And I, yeah. I don't know. Haven't your actions done enough already? Yeah. yeah. And I said something yeah. along the lines of, no, but I think your face has. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> or not as much as your face. I don't yeah. Remember. Uh, and uh, Ulrich stepped in to uh, move Lavana away. Yeah. Because Lavana kept stepping in front of me and would not let me proceed without speaking with her. Yeah, you guys were doing oh. the tango. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she used either that or square dancing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, that was. <sighs> He he was the one that picked up on it, um, and he turned around and um, <laughs> took her by the shoulders and shuffled her to the side. <laughs> it was so funny. That like, was amazing. Just 
no. <laughs> no, we're not dealing with you. Yeah. <laughs> he was extremely offended by that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> rangers have a certain level of respect. They they risk their lives on a daily basis, probably more so than anybody else in the village. The mm-hmm. shepherds do not go past the they don't go into the woods unless it's it's really necessary. Mm-hmm. Um and even then if they know ahead of time they take a ranger with them. Like mm-hmm. they they have a pretty there's a pretty high level of respect for the rangers and uh even Levana respects <laughs> them. Uh so for him to uh offer that defiance to her, I think uh put a bad taste in her mouth probably. Oh, 100%. That was definitely uh, another uh, parenting moment there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. He was parenting uh, the, uh, the older woman, yeah. All right, Ulrich's dad. The funniest, the funniest part, I think, was he moved her, and I don't remember if he, like, took your hand or if he just, like, ushered you along or whatever, but, like, the two of you continued, and I continued to act as her, yelling at him, and he goes, is she following? And I was like, no. And he goes, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I also uh, distinctly remember sticking my tongue out at her as we walked by. And she said something about me being not being You're... mature. No, she said that uh, if you won't answer for your consequences, your mother will. Oh, and... yeah. that She brought mother into it. Oh, yeah. And then I turned around mm. and was like, you won't fucking talk about my mom that way. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, won't yeah. you talk about my mom? Uh, <laughs> I think Ulrich said something along, let it, you know, just uh, let it go, something like that. Yeah, just let it, it go. Was, we got, it, we got bigger fish to fry. It was a moment for sure. I um, do need to make a comment though. Mm-hmm. If Ulrich is dad, does it, does that make Kraus grandpa? Yes. Oh hell yeah! It's funny because you guys are always saying it's your dad, and he's like, he's not my dad. I gotta say, <laughs> as kids in the village, that was dad. Yeah. Like, you viewed him as Ulrich's father. I mean, mm. I don't know if you ever called him Ulrich's dad. You probably called him Crass, because he's, he's been a village leader for a while now. Um, but as children, you definitely saw him as the father figure. <laughs> I, it doesn't take a genius to understand that that's not his real dad, but, mm-hmm. um, you, but regardless, you know. So he keeps saying, it's not my dad. Kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> he he raised him since he was uh, very young. So, a lot of people have a dad and a daddy. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure in some capacity you're not wrong. I can't say for the village of Greystand. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Just remember, those within the village of Greystand include Bosna. So be careful with the. You oh know. no! <laughs> not the horse. Not the horse. Um, yeah, so you all talk to the villagers. Uh, I'm sorry, the village leaders. And and the question was brought up, why do we do this with the, um, the envoy? Uh, mm-hmm. To which it, it was explained uh, how it's always been. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Like, we do it because it keeps us safe. Because we don't want to reap the consequences of angering them. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. They have a lot of power. You don't want to mess with that. Well, I assume they have a lot of power. 
Yeah, and <laughs> as far as you all know, um, you've never not benefited from their arrival. So, um, I don't know. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of shits going down right now. Doesn't seem yeah. very beneficial to have them there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you don't, you you don't know if they've decided to bestow a boon upon you yet, despite how well you did. So. I know one thing for certain, though. We did lose that point of reputation. I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, when... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, when... That was... When I got yeeted. That was the, in session four, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, standing up to um, uh, Callus did lower the group's standing with the village by a point, uh, which puts you, puts you back at neutral. Callus should have lost the point with the village. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes intimidation overpowers respect. Um, you know, there's me, there's me. leaders that you look up to and there's leaders that you fear. I think for the village, Callus is someone they fear. Mm. Whether he's given them reason or two or not, his but, visage alone is intimidating. Well, he's never shown aggression to any no. of the villagers, so no, I was that was the first. first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I mean, look at them. They're um, they're they're not unicorns. Like they're very scary looking individuals. They uh, kind of look like unicorns. They have horns, <laughs> but they have two. So maybe a bicorn. I don't know. But anyway. a bi a bi I, I, I digress. Um, you did inform them about the pollen and the honey and the bees. I don't think you held any information back. You were completely mm. trapped. Which is good. Yeah. Um, Everything was spilled on the floor. Everything was spilled on the floor. That's right. And then I forget how you ended up on this track, but you were told where Valdeen was. Um, I think it was said that they didn't know where Callus was, I believe. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when you all went to the chapel or the temple, uh, Callus was in the doorway. So. Uh, yeah, that was that was a fun little surprise tense. meeting. Yeah. Very awkward standoff. Uh, yeah. It was tense. Yeah. I don't think he said anything. He just stood no. there. Yeah. He stared at us. When we said yeah. that we needed Valdi and he let us through. And then I, I hope he felt the daggers coming from Arissa's <laughs> eyes though. <laughs> uh, I gotta like, say, oh sorry, go ahead. You try go do something. I'm gonna fucking do something back. Don't you fucking touch my <laughs> sister. That's my sister. <laughs> Jesus. I gotta say, for like Rena in that moment, it was so um obviously tense. But part of her was a little nervous. Like she's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like what could happen? You know, he could just choke me out again if he really wanted to. Like I mean, clearly she did not stand a chance the first time. Um. I am not a strength. Yeah. Look, look, if he choked you, he'd probably have to choke the other one too, and one of us might be into that. Oh my god! <laughs> two completely different oh. reactions. <laughs> there are two kinds of people. Holy shit, Luna! I'm gonna spray you. Hold on. <laughs> mm. She doesn't want to make me wet. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we walked in. Yeah, we walked in. Uh, Callus, uh, who was on his way out when you were walking in, decided to stay and stand in the back of the room uh, while you all approached Valdeen, who was speaking with Piety in fear. Um, you did convince him to step aside so you could tell him as well what was going on. I don't think there was additional information given, though. Um, no, he just basically told him, like, hey, you know, this is the real tea that's happening here. I, I think I rolled another 20 at that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's yes. a lot of 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for everyone. Your, uh, persuasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was treating my dice real nice, and they were treating me nice, too. So, you know. So. Well, you mm-hmm. got to blow them. I don't know if I could take them out to dinner, but I'll find a way. <laughs> they deserve it after last session like dang <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were doing the footwork sure. they were working hard <laughs> um, you basically I... just relayed to him though the same information you told Crass and Umir if I remember correctly I just remember um, an iconic moment of we said oh you know we have an issue and then after we told him the main issue of the pollen and everything uh, I was like so we have two more issues as well <laughs> Yeah, he's like two. Yeah, talk talk about giving the guy fucking anxiety, like just (laughs) upping his stress factor. He started yelling at one point. Over nine (laughs) thousand. Yeah, he did yell. He was like more. (laughs) But um, you know, we did bring up the issue of the fact that that or not. I'm sorry, candles, honey, and the crowns were given to. Mm-hmm. The envoys, um, obviously, post, you know, what we mentioned regarding the pollen. And Oopsie. then asking about if he's seen his son today. Yeah, Mom. yeah. Haven't seen, so. the, haven't seen Lenar. Uh, um, yeah. a lot of bombs on the poor man. Yeah. That and then kicking him in the balls, too. Like, dang, we were just... Yeah, you were kicking him while he was down. Uh-huh. Uh, those, that determination, how that conversation went has yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you left him to speak with the envoys by himself about I... everything. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Maybe we should have stayed. Well, it's too late now. Oh, fuck. Um, that conversation's been had. I just have to determine how well it went. Mm-hmm. I, so... Not that I want to influence your decision one way or another, but I feel like Valdine um, is good at damage control, um, and I feel like he's going to pick and choose wisely what is told and what not, what is not told to the envoys. Um, mm. I know he did say maybe that they will help. Um, mm, he said and, he doesn't think they're going to oh, help. Oh, he said he doesn't? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So then maybe don't bring it up you know um i don't know i i i think that valdino is smart enough to um play his cards wisely in this situation um he's a you know, smart he... man yeah yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. what i'm yeah yeah so, i, I we'll appreciate see. you rooting for valdine there uh, he's uh, above yeah. ricky's level oh <laughs> <Aww. Aww. laughs> <But> ricky <laughs> It would be one thing to have Ricky break the news like that. Would I feel like that would have been? Bad. Yeah, we should have just told Ricky everything and said, "There you go, go to go tell the leaders." He would have told the fucking village. Are you kidding me? Ricky's somehow, got a mouth. 
somehow has a megaphone like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean he just has to go to hadrian and ask him to carve out a funnel for him and he's good oh, to true. go funnel with a mouthpiece no. oh god no that's gonna happen now isn't it <laughs> it might <laughs> um, you know, from rena's perspective she does have a lot of um respect for valdine just because of lenar you know sure. um so if if valdine was not lenar's father it would probably be extremely different but you know it's i uh, i felt like part of him was like okay i know you fucked up and i'm disappointed in you but you know i don't know words words are hard when it comes to the villagers they care about everybody mm-hmm. they've never shown a division towards you and your sister you know the the, the two of you mm-hmm. um when he, he says that he wants to make sure that the village is okay or that he wants everyone to be safe it includes you two you know he so yes it is like he knows hey you fucked up but i'm trying to fix this mm-hmm. it, it is because he cares not just about the village but about you too as well because you're a part of that village and it might be it might go to say that he has a little bit of a soft spot for rena a little bit because she is such good friends with his son mm-hmm. so he's kind of out of all of the village leaders, he's seen what you've had to deal with more than anybody else because he's been around you the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, whereas Kress and Umir are spread thin across the village. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And that really shows like good leadership skills in, in Valdeen. Um, you know, being accepting even though people have fucked up, you know, um, really, because not a lot of leaders are like that. Well, this is... <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is um, it's, it's there's seventy five people. Actually, no, there's less there's than that 70 now. now. <laughs> yeah, there's seventy people in your community. Like it's, it's not a very big community. Everybody depends on one another to survive. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. while you have your own families, you are essentially a huge family of people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, you know, except for some that wish that they weren't a part of that family, like Lavana, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I like Valdine. I, I have a, a, an image for him. I, th- I think I like all of the village leaders, but he's definitely one that stands out. Uh, so does Crass, not to, uh, shit on Umir. I mean, I'm, I, I created no, I him, <laughs> but Umir has had three sentences of dialogue across five sessions. So, yeah. I haven't really had a chance to get into uh, get into his character. So. Mm-hmm. In time, you know, they're all unique in their own way. You gotta build it a little bit sometimes. It's good. Yeah. Um. So from there, though, I think that's when you split up. Yeah. Yeah. So Tim and Cassidy went to go speak to Bosna, and mm-hmm. Leia and Ulrich went off to find the the flowers and the wood. Where did Rena and Rarissa go after that? Uh, oh, we... no, that's when, that's when we went to the callus, I thought, and then we all came back oh, and was it? at the okay. apiary. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so that was your splitting of the party task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you split mm-hmm. it three ways. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> then, um, yeah, Cassidy and Tim went to go talk to Bosna, 
Bosna was, well, he was boss. <laughs> they told him what was going on and that they need to, like, basically giving him orders, uh, mm-hmm. to which they did not succeed on their persuasion role. <sighs> which is why he sent Vorbin off to confirm with the leadership, which will slow them down in exact, uh, you know, taking uh, those orders into effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming that Bosna, uh, doesn't even if the leadership say it's true like you know he just turn around and be like well they're not in charge of me you know right uh right. not to say that he will i'm just i'm just putting that concern in your head um thanks appreciate that and that's what i'm <laughs> here for and anthea uh led Ulrich into the woods um <laughs> one of my favorite scenes I uh, I had that description written out for the place that he was brought to for like a, over a week. Like I was ready for that moment when we started oh. session and he said that he wasn't going to into the woods with Anthea. I was like, mm. all right, great. Fuck. That was work spent that I'm not going to get to use. <laughs> uh, but then he went in and I, I, I like that particular area i i enjoyed describing it i was even able like i was able to visualize it for myself at least mm-hmm. uh i i the, the trees making the cicada sounds does it for me oh creepy shit yeah, yeah no but- you're very good at i will i will say you're very good at creating the visualization there so oh, thank you. <laughs> i do try i do try I do have to say one thing that I do miss. Um, obviously, this is long before uh, you know BBEG started, but when we were actually playing at the table um, mm-hmm. forever ago, and you had gotten those candles that had like certain D and D themed scents around them, yeah, um, that just mm-hmm. added like a whole other um, sensory thing to kind of like get into the, uh, the headspace for it. Um, I don't remember what those were, but I loved that. I almost want to get a couple just so I can have them during session. Yeah, um, definitely not a paid sponsor, but uh, oh, yeah. uh, Mythology's Candles is what it was called. <laughs> uh, they have uh, candles that are from multiple fandoms. Um, uh, they push Lord of the Rings a lot. They have a lot of Lord of the Rings <laughs> scents, but they have some that are just based for fantasy. And yeah, uh, yeah I have, I have. I have two big candles, and then I have a bunch of little, like, uh, tea leaf candles from there that are, the tea leaf ones are specifically Lord of the Rings scents. Um, But yeah, the other two, it's like, um, one of them is like a uh, Dwarven Forge scent, and the other one is leather or something like that. Oh, leather. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. awesome. Uh, There's one that I really wanted to get. I think it was called, like, uh, Mossy Cave Troll. <laughs> I really wanted to get that one, but it was always out of stock. But anyway, yeah. I, I would was... have to get the leather candle. There's a reason I have so many leather boots. <laughs> 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 I just, oh. Well, but... you know, one day when our dream is realized and we're doing a lot more with this, maybe we can do something in person. I mean, that would, <laughs> that's, that's the dream. I mean, that would involve somehow getting all of us in one place and two of us are in different states but 
you know. I'm gonna get like an Airbnb in like Tennessee or something, some middle ground for everyone, and yeah. we'll just like fly yeah. up there. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll 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 move all of the equipment there. Yep. There's there's actually a really there's actually like a really um a few really cool places. Like there's um a castle that uh lets you rent it out for LARPing and stuff like that. And yes. near yeah. me, there's actually a Hobbit Hole B and B and you know, not sponsored or anything for any of that either, but really cool. <laughs> really cool. That is cool. <laughs> so yeah, there's things we could do. Yeah. Um, that would be nice to be able to do that one day. I, I really hope that we, we get to do that. There's lots of stuff I want to do with everybody in person, but we got to get there yeah. first. So I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll make the reservation and then you guys will arrive to me in a soft room surrounded by the leather smelling candle. It'll be fine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a soft room. <laughs> I have questions, but. I've, I'm really conflicted on whether I should be asking any questions. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll save it for later. Uh, uh, but all so clear. yeah, I, you know, I don't hurt myself because I'm really clumsy. So I need I need a soft oh, room. Soft room. I need okay. a soft room. Well, there we go. I mean, there you go. That, that explains everything. Okay. But Ulrich was led into the woods by Anthea, who brought him to where there was more of the flowers they mm -hmm. kind of followed a uh chaotic breadcrumb trail of these flowers all the way to this uh slightly elevated portion of the forest that was surrounded by a thick tree line and inside the basically a dying forest uh or a dying chunk of the forest with a uh very ominous tree in the center um and that was when we've well i mean not player the characters but Ulrich's character only noticed that something's up with anthea mm -hmm. uh eyes turning pitch black and not wanting to listen to him showing a adversity um and then he passed out I think he rolled a seven on a con save as the wind mm -hmm. picked up and all of this debris started floating around. Um, oh, no. What? So I'm just going to put a thought out here. Um, Ooh. So pitch black eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Who's our newest envoy member that has pitch black eyes? She does. That's true. I don't know. There's I something sus going on there. Possession. They... Mm, mm, mm. Who's to know? Oh, damn it. Maybe, maybe not. I... Could be nothing, could be everything. Your tell is so oh. strong. <laughs> my, my notes for this whole part get rather, like, it, it slowly intensifies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's like... I'm curious. <laughs> um. Well, let's... Well, we can finish like um, explaining the whole thing, and then I'll I'll read the notes. <laughs> well, that was pretty much where that portion ended for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull away from his grasp because he was trying to stop her, mm -hmm. and that, um, that was when he passed out with everything kicking up. But go ahead, I want to hear this. <laughs> um, well, well, that's there's a reason I was saying let's just uh, get to the end of it and then I'll and then I'll oh, read it. End yeah, of the whole yeah. Thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this was when you, <laughs> after that you all reconvened, I believe, at the apiary. 
Uh, yes. I yes. Don't think a whole what? Ha- oh, right. You reconvened the apiary, and that's when you heard a scream from the village, mm. and you noticed that the I have named them burrow lizards. Oh. <laughs> uh, had bursted. These being the the lizards that. Ulrich had found uh, the eggs of inside a deceased wild boar um, in an earlier session. Session one, actually. Um, burst out of the pigs being cooked for the envoy's feast and started to attack the villagers. And by the way, I believe it was Cassidy said, what's the deal with these things and pigs? Uh, uh, yep. Super, just think all that insulation nice and warm on the inside uh, good for incubation too warm and humid and moist yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smell worse on the outside anyway um but yeah and you guys jumped into your first um We'll say medium scale combat because last time y'all just ganged up on Braille and Earth. This time you had to spread out and kind of deal with uh, multiple uh, attackers. So that was interesting. Yeah. We got to see um, Rena's echo fully described mm. this time. Oops. <laughs> um, not oops. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just bringing to attention. Yeah. It's easy to say that they did not catch the details last time because it was nighttime in the woods. True. Fair. Um, it's not like it's illuminated or anything like that. Exactly. So Ren It's is... about the same height anyway. So <laughs> Oh no. no. So he's no, like a not. firefly and has a glow butt. <laughs> <laughs> you said five ten. She's five nine. <laughs> oh is... oh. Yeah. I'm not used to you making such tall characters. I know. Um, <laughs> My bad. Yeah, five ten. So not much difference in height, but it, uh, her echo is the form of her father. Uh, so that was interesting. Projecting oneself, and it ended up being Daddy Dearest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Uh, Cassidy flexed her muscles and squished some lizards. Uh, Tim showed off his casting prowess. Uh, Rarissa demonstrated what happens when you stick him with the pointy end. Um, poor mom went down for the count at one point. I, I love nothing more than putting NPCs in danger and seeing how the party reacts. It's different when you don't have to worry about yourself being attacked. You know, when you gotta sit there and be like, oh, how do I mitigate this? How do, how do I, you know, intercept? How do I stop them? There's so many innocents on the field. Um, mm. And you had Bosna to help, although Bosna wasn't being much help. He was missing He didn't do shit. I killed all three of those things by myself. You know who he else was, He was raging. He was raging yeah. at the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty tall. It's, it's easy to, you know, of course he missed. They're small creatures. You know who else didn't do anything? <laughs> Callous, piety, and fear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I fucking noticed that. Little shits. I didn't even know if anybody noticed they were there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. But, yeah, so you dispatched the lizards. Uh, you uh, got Mom back on her feet pretty quickly, actually. Or uh, Tim did. 
mm-hmm. to start with his with I love the spell wither and bloom by the way I'm just yes. gonna throw that out there yeah and that's really two cool of you have it I think two. I think Cassidy has it too oh yeah I because I, I could have sworn I heard someone else say they were gonna cast it last night although I could be wrong um mm. great spell though love that spell it, it paint it's it's got such an opportunity for a really kick-ass descriptor, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You mm-hmm. know, it, like the, I, I just picture the, like in a perfect circle beneath your target, just the grass dying and turning brown and curling, except for like maybe like one spot where your ally is, where the grass remains green. It's like a little beacon of light beneath them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fairy circle. You're either gonna get blessed by the fairies or cursed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Bit of both. Um, I think that's such a such a great spell. Um, but you got everybody back to your feet, and then you went to the. No, did it just end there? It just ended yep. there. Yeah. Yep. And and then yep. we went over to Ulrich, uh, briefly, <sighs> who was laying on the ground with his head in Anthea's lap, and that humming. He had previously heard he was hearing again. But I did state it wasn't coming from Anthea. Did state that because he rolled like a mm-hmm. 24 or something. So not coming big... from Anthea, but somewhere. Yeah. So interesting. That's how that session ended. Oh, she was brushing her fingers through his hair, too. Mm hmm. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where these notes come in. It okay. says, <laughs> it says, Anthea creepily gets black eyes, worry. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it goes from Anthea creepily gets black eyes to, um, or no, sorry, back up. Anthea hears hummy, cre- humming creepily starts to follow without, um, trying to just i'm trying to describe it better than why i wrote it (laughs) without regard for her own life Mm. the police starts falling without regard to her own life um worry and then gets black eyes worry and then and thea is now rubbing alaric's head very much worry very creepy (laughs) (laughs) very much worry very creepy that's the notes that's the notes i have here (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to revisit that. Can't <laughs> wait to revisit that. Mm. Um that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna play in it. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was our last two sessions. Pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um so from there, unless either of you had a little more you wanted to add on to that, we can move on to the uh, the other uh, topics we wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, okay, I think, great. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, other than the fact that there's a lot of like suspicion and worry and all sorts of feelings towards that Anthea moment. Yeah. 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 Understand. I was internally panicking at the end of that session. <laughs> so, I'm so glad we have to wait another week. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like, ah, 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 my girl, no, not my girl. This is not a <laughs> <laughs> Too much feelings. 
First sister gets choked, then mom gets hurt. Now the oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't help but feel like the tieflings are well not tieflings are getting picked on. Um I wouldn't say that. <laughs> mm. Look at Cassidy. Look at Ulrich. <laughs> they're they're not in the best of places either. You you know, maybe the tieflings wouldn't be getting so much attention if one of them didn't drop uh rotten fish at the envoy's feet just to hope. Oh. So our next topic is uh what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wanna there's a topic that I want you to talk about with us, uh, Sora, but I'm gonna save that for last. Uh I'm okay. gonna go to the, the the shorter one, what I feel is going to be the shorter one first. Um, and this is a, a little bit of a, a, a twist from uh, what I had originally stated. Originally, I wanted to talk about uh, Gloomhaven and Cephalofair games because uh, Gloomhaven was something that started on the Kickstarter crowdfunding platform, uh, which is... You know, a lot of, even now, a lot of creators get their start there. Um, you know, they, whether it's, you know, big mainstream uh, thing like Gloomhaven is now, or it's something smaller that just gets lots of popularity whenever they do a project like Shield Dice Studios. If you don't know who Shield Dice Studios is, you should go check them out. It's a one-man show, and he's amazing. But anyway. Um, no sponsorship, just giving them a <laughs> shout out. Um, so Gloomhaven is coming out with a role-playing game. And it looks like it's just a TTRPG that they're doing, like a full-fledged TTRPG. DM screen, uh, player guide, the whole spiel from what I can see. There's only so much information out there right now. Nothing really seems to be set in stone. Uh, but... Details um, will be coming soon. Is on the twentieth. They're supposed to be launching their crowdfunding campaign. It's the twentieth of June. Um, so they got their their start on Kickstarter with Gloomhaven, and then they had uh, some other games that they released that were in the Gloomhaven universe. Uh, I can't remember what they were all called, um, but the big ones were. The first one, Gloomhaven, which is like a 20-pound box because it has so much stuff in it. It's basically a tabletop mm. set box. And then yes. this, what I believe was considered a sequel, um, or maybe it was just an expansion called Frosthaven, which was equally massive. But they've come out with a lot of stuff all through Kickstarter. And it's, um, it's really like uh, brought them to where they are, in my opinion. Um, but now with the launch of their, uh, TTRPG, uh, Gloomhaven, the role-playing game seems to be the, the loose title right now. Um, they're not going through Kickstarter. Uh, they're going through Backerkit's new crowdfunding platform, which I thought was very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and then I recalled a while back, um, there's been so many examples of this, not specifically Kickstarter, but just in our TTRPG community lately and streaming community that it's just crazy uh, how frequently these sorts of things have popped up. But, um, and apologies, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the talking here. Um, I, I, uh, but 
a couple years ago, or actually last year, um, no, two years ago, 2021. Yeah, it's 2023. <laughs> um, Kickstarter said they were going to start getting into blockchain technology. Oh, and, really? And that set everybody off. Oh. Um, uh... <laughs> so basically, uh, blockchain technology is uh, it's really susceptible to fraud. And stuff like that. It has to do with NFTs and all that shit. Mm. It's really bad. And people got really mad. And they sat on that for like a year. Oh uh, my gosh. Saying like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're working on it. It's going to happen. We're moving in this direction. And it wasn't until February of last year that they finally said, okay, we're going to hold off. Or we're going to reevaluate. I don't remember exactly. But they pumped the brakes. But let's let's just take a look at this, though. And, you know, obviously these things weren't immediately one way after the other. But Kickstarter, who is a massive provider of TTRPG assets from creators all over the world, let alone the, the country, um, they tried to pull something like this. And then when the community lashed out at them, they backed off. Uh, earlier this year, we had <clears throat> Wizards of the Coast doing their shit with the OGL, uh, trying to basically do some shady shit. Everybody got mad, and they had to back off and say, oh, sorry, we didn't mean that. It was a draft, we <laughs> swear. Yeah, oh, we were just asking people to sign it. And now, <laughs> and now just this month, we had Twitch with their sponsorship rules that they've put into place. And then everybody lashed out and they had to go, oh, we didn't really mean it. That wasn't meant for you. Like, it just, it just shocks me. It just keeps happening. These companies, it's good that they back off, mm -hmm. but um, it's happening a lot lately. Mm -hmm. they, people are trying to slip in on these things and it's, it's not doing well for them. I do have to say though, it's it's good to see that when like communities really like find something absolutely wrong, how quickly everybody gets together, you know, um, lets the world know all it takes is one like big creator to inform and everybody's just like, Oh, this is this is happening and people don't take a stand for it. Even just sending a tweet and going like like adding a Twitch and saying like, Hey, why the fuck y'all changing the uh you know the ad ad or yeah, my God, sponsorships and stuff yeah and policies yeah. so um you know it's good to know that the communities do have a say in, yeah. in this yeah. so honestly it, more companies should um i i think personally more companies should learn to listen to their audiences because yeah. those are ultimately the people that are giving them the monies so yeah. if you're not listening to your audience if you're not listening to your your target group of people Right, you gotta expect that they're gonna be like, nah, and you're yeah. gonna lose. <laughs> exactly. Like what they need to be doing is putting out like, uh, so I believe Wizards of the Coast just did this after the fact, um, with the OGL and put out a survey for everyone to take. Mm -hmm. Um, do that before you make a stupid decision, decision, and just yeah. be like, hey, this is something we're considering. How would you all feel about it? Now I get like big companies are not always gonna have um, 
they're not always going to be able to do it. Yeah. They're also, yeah, not going to have a brain. So, but <laughs> a little bit of consideration with a huge move that could ruin hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Eh, you may want to, you know, <laughs> I want to think about that a little bit more. Yeah. Ask the people. And you know, each of these instances, like with the exception of Kickstarter, because Kickstarter is pretty massive. We're not big communities. We're just, but we have a lot of strengths, you know, <laughs> and it's a damn good thing they listen because <laughs> like we, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to be bullied and we could take down a company if we wanted to, because we're small enough and they don't make enough money to say, well, where are they going to get it? You know what I mean? Like they, right. they can't turn around and say they're going to want it and they're going to buy it. They really can't get away with that. I think Hasbro thought maybe they could, but apparently they <laughs> decided to backpedal really quick. Um, you know, it's not like the video game industry. You know, everybody hates what EA does. I'm sure mm -hmm. EA knows everybody hates what they do. They just the EA hates what they do. They're yeah, yeah. not gonna listen. But it does, it does go to show that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And mm -hmm. if people band together enough, they could get something done. I, I wish we would see it in more larger, influential uh, stages in the world <laughs> for good, yeah. obviously. But, you know, you, one step you know, at a time, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, I, I feel like there was a bit of proving there, too, with the whole, like, game stock uh GameStop. GameStop uh, stock buying. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. That I felt like that was a pretty good uh show example of, like, of the power guess of the people. What? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You are a um, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, the fucking community unintentionally, <laughs> I think, saved that company. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It, it it made them backpedal and go, oh, okay, we we should we should really try to to reel this in a little bit more. But you know, like just just an example of what could happen if people really band together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, that that's it. Kind of went in a different direction because I wanted to talk about this game, but I think the whole example of people banding together these companies trying to get away with shit like that was the focus here i think truly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and uh that being said though i'm really interested in backer kits crowdfunding program and i kind of want to check it out and see what they've what they've got going on yeah. um if they're going to be the new kickstarter you know may, who knows maybe they're maybe they're better about things who knows I haven't had an issue with Kickstarter yet, but if they if they really get into that other shit, I'm gonna that's gonna be a hard stop. But anyway, I think that's gonna be a hard stop for a lot of folks. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be, especially. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah creators will not stand for that. Um, mm -mm. But the other thing we want to talk about was going to revolve around uh, since it's Pride Month. I thought this was an interesting, uh, interesting as well as favorable topic uh, for us and what we do. Um, and that's uh, the TTRPG community, hobby, and uh, how it connects with the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, which I wanted, I wanted Sora to tell us about because I had some research on that. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know where to start with this, so I'm just going to kind of wing it. Um, That's all I do. (laughs) Even on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, but also, is he supposed to do with a group like us? Honestly, right, yeah, <laughs> far too chaotic to be dealt with. Like, anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> so, um, if anyone hasn't heard of the organization um, uh, called the Trevor Project, um, you know, it's it's basically. Um, you know, there there was a film. Um, I can't exactly remember when it was made, but it was kind of based around. Um, it was based in like I think the nine early early nineties. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, based off of a uh, child who was gay and then was experiencing, you know, some some thoughts and stuff around that. And you know, that's kind of where this came from. So they they do release surveys every year now. Um, uh, regarding you know uh, LGBTQ youth mental health and all that kind of stuff they do also offer like counseling services and everything um but i've really been doing research into like their surveys and their statistics and everything that they have um and you know when i was looking into this um i had scrolled all the way down and this was last year's they've already put out a new um survey for this year but uh 2022's uh was where did lgbtq youth find moments of joy and on that first page is dungeons and dragons um, and, you know, that really kind of got me thinking to, like, you know, why is this such a, a huge thing for, like, the LGBTQ community? And it's kind of the same thing for us, is, like, when you build your character, you get to be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to have that representation, so you can be whatever sexual orientation you want, whatever gender identity, it doesn't really matter. You could be whoever you really want to be and um yeah yeah. um and it's just you know uh, a lot of um youth experience and you know uh, even non-youth they experience a lot of um challenges and then it's it's hard to find that strength and joy um but there's you know just having that representation and like allyship and everything is is really important and like even um wizards of the coast has made some effort towards that this is one thing that i will like commend them on um oh i need to take a breath i'm talking too quick um (laughs) but uh you know uh wizards of the coast has um, owned dungeons and dragons since 97 um Mm -hmm. but in 2014 they kind of adjusted their guidelines for character creation um in the 5e handbook um now i've only ever played 5e so i don't particularly have any experience with Previ- previous editions or how things were worded yeah. um but it says you don't need to be confined to binary notions of sex and gender um likewise your character's sexual orientation is for you to decide um which i feel like is really really huge especially for 2014 you think about it like that's almost 10 years ago yeah um and it's they a really freeing thing to read yes yeah. exactly um and it's just you know making it more welcoming inclusive and all of that is just really nice to see and it's just nice to see that um that impact it has on um on people's lives um you know just you know i i saw um a quote on one of these articles i was reading um that says as i'm going through my own gender stuff i want to play a more aspirational character potentially a future me um oh. which you oh. know really yeah um my heart. it's it's really impactful yeah i mean it's 
you know, uh, I don't want to, like, insert my own stuff into this, but it really kind of, you know, if you need to explore, like, your sexuality or anything like that, and, you know, I, obviously I know that's not generally what the core of D&D is, you know, based off of, but if that's, you know, you're, you're playing a life, like, um, you know, with, with this campaign that we're running through, it's a very slice of life, um, and yeah. we're going to... Um, you know, experience new things and that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, if you felt the need to explore your your character's feelings or maybe even kind of self-projecting a little bit <laughs> um, to some extent, you know, it's like you have that opportunity to do that with Dungeons & Dragons. So it's just really cool to to see the the impact um, yeah, on people. Not, yeah, and not, not only are you creating and exploring a, another life or you know, what perhaps what you are curious about within yourself. On top of that, you are also, and I, I'm going to use this word, and I feel like it's not always used in a good context, but I, I do not mean it in a bad way. It's definitely, playing D&D can definitely be a form of escapism. But mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. that is something that everybody needs. So not only are you able to explore a possible outlook for yourself uh or you know your your sexuality whatever it is but you get to disconnect from mm -hmm. everything else for those three hours four hours for the truly brave six hours you just depart from that and you put yourself in this other world and you don't got to worry about the things that might be weighing on you at home at your at your workplace whatever it's 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 all very freeing experience or can be mm -hmm. it's um, a good form of free expression yes, <laughs> yes. yeah there yes. you go and a great um, way to make more connections for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah um i know there's uh i, I wish i their name um but there's there's someone on tiktok that runs like an all um all queer group uh of oh. D D. Um, and I, I will, I'd have to look them up for maybe next recording, but, um, fantastic, beautiful, absolutely wonderful. Well, so. if you, if you find it, uh, before this goes up, which this will be posted on, um, what day do we post this? Does this go up on Sunday? Uh, I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah, so on Friday, when this is, uh, -huh. uh, uploaded, if you could get to me by we'll say thursday night mm -hmm. uh we can add their um link into the descriptor so people mm -hmm. can check that out if they're interested yeah i have no issue pushing that absolutely um it, again it's just you know it's a safe space uh yeah. D, &D um mm -hmm. especially if you have a, a dm that's uh, very kind and open like ours mm -hmm. um you know, and suck up all you like. Your character's still fucked up. No. <laughs> um, I'm but... I'm kidding. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. But especially with how unkind the world is, um, it's nice to be able to insert, say, for instance, a uh, non-binary character in and not be, uh, you know, judged or looked at differently, or you know, to have someone who is, um you know, gay or trans, um, you know, and just not, not have that, um, that scrutiny behind it and just to be accepted for who you are. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just really nice to have that, that representation in the community. 
So D and D's good yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a lot of good information. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, and we and we like to support that community too. Which uh, that was our last topic. Um, <laughs> but on that note, I do just want to say one more time, and I will include the link in the descriptor. We do have a shirt for Pride Month. Only going to be on sale during Pride Month, and all the proceeds mm. go toward the Trevor Project. So, if you're interested in donating towards them and getting a really cool shirt, it's our black and white logo, but with a rainbow within it—the six-color rainbow. Um, feel free. Uh, every every penny helps, as I'm as mm. I'm I'm sure the Trevor Project would say as well. If they could. Yes. Um, so yeah. Uh, with that, uh, I think we're gonna call it, call it a, call it a show. We're, <laughs> we're done. Um, so Woo! thank you for coming in and listening, Luna. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I feel just as stressed as on a Tuesday <laughs> night. I should have expected this. As you um, should. But thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Um, my job here is done. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank so, you for having me, though. Thank you. Of course. Of course. And I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. Um, after we, we go through all of our party members, we'll start really making it chaotic and caring you. But... Um, <laughs> So, uh, you're listening to this right now. I don't know what day it is for you. This is getting posted on a Friday, though. On Sunday, you'll be able to catch the audio portion of our session, the one that we actually just talked about. Um, so you'll be able to listen in on that on Sunday. And if you catch the live show, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash B-B-E-G-T-T-R-P-G. And that's it, you guys. You can Thank get a... Oops, sorry. I was just going to yep. say you can get a real, like, first face-to-face -face view of all the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, we'll uh, see you next time as the adventure <laughs> continues. Good night. Bye. Bye.